Right, and on that note, let's begin. Yesterday's daf was daf nun tes in Mesechas Yevamos. Let's focus and we'll do a review of yesterday's daf. So far, the most complicated matter. Yes, it's very, very complicated. What makes you say that? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and today's daf samach, we will have in mind Rafush Lematol who need it. Adasa Basronya, Imi Basvora, whoever else. Um, and uh, with that, we'll get to the review. So, we saw the bottom of the page talking about um, when uh, this woman was, uh, there was a, a, she, her, basically it was a forbidden union. So he said, if this forbidden union she became a widow from or divorced from. So she uh, depends. If this union was only Arison, so then she goes back to her uh, the ability to eat truma from her family if she was a Baskohen. But if it was from Nisuin, then that really passes her, it makes her unfit. And that's what we saw in the Mishnah. Now, so the Gemara brought down a question of Kibri Yosef Eshmuel what if a Kohen Gadol does a Kiddushin to a Ketana? And then she became an adult, uh, already past the age of 12 and a half, which is called a bogeres, where she's fully developed, where it's considered, in a sense, once you're fully developed, so then your uh, the hymen isn't fully intact as it was when she was an ira, in that sense. So, which, according to some opinions, a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a bogeres. He can only get married to somebody who is you know, uh, up until the age of 12 and a half. So is he allowed to do the Nisuin, or do we say no? The Isser for him, the, the requirement, not Isser, the requirement, the positive mitzvah to take up Sula is only is on the Nisuin side, and now he can't do that. Or do we say that no, it's based on the Erosan, on the betrothal, and at the betrothal age, she was the right age. So the Gemara, now it's the Shiloh. So the Gemara explains uh, so uh, uh, Shmuel says, isn't it basically our mission a real riot to that? Because it says that she um, that from the Erisin she does she's still kosher, uh, from the suin she's becomes apostle. Um So basically, that seems to say that the psul kahuna is defined by the nisuin. Um and that's when she becomes apostle. So the Gemara says, so that would make sense that the nisuin would have the requirement. On that, he says, that's I'm not talking about. The what point will she become a halal? Everyone knows that the act of relations is what's going to affect her, um, to make her into a halala that now she's no longer fit to have truma. My shaila is is that the pasuk says vihu isha b'psulal yikach. That requirement that a kohen gadol must marry only strictly a b'psula. It said that what it says yikach. Which kicha are we talking about? The kicha of erasin of betrothal or the kicha of nisuin which is the consummation of the marriage. That's the Shiloh, that's the question. So on that he said, you know what, we actually have a source for that too. It's, uh, it says that if somebody betrothes a widow, and then he was elevated to become a Kohen Gadol, he is allowed to consummate the marriage, even though at this point he's consummating to a widow as a Kohen Gadol. So you see, it's defined by the Kiddushin. So the Gemara says that's also not a proof, because there it says, Special pasuk, Yikach Isha, 
that it, that if he took her you know, before he became a congodo, that was okay. So here it also says Isha, who Isha bivsula yikach. If you want drasha, make the drasha, you could say that here too. So the Gemara says, no, here it's used to tell us a different idea. Achaz v'loshtayim, that a Kohen Gadol is really only allowed to marry one wife, not supposed to have two wives. And um, how do you know which, uh, which drasha to use? The different, um, uh, which direction to go with the words Isha? So there's a difference, because over there, when she's a, a widow, he and uh, he did a kiddushin, and now she, he wants to do an asuin to the same lady. So there was no bodily change on her part, but as opposed to a woman who was age twelve, and when he, when, he betro- when they got betrothed, and then is a past age of twelve and a half, where the body developed more. Now she's fully developed, so her, there was a bodily change. She's not the same level of virginity halachically um, as she was before, and maybe therefore it's problematic, and that's why it's not conclusive. And that took us to the next topic. Um, a Kohen is not allowed to marry a widow. It doesn't matter what kind of widow, both from betrothal or from, uh, or from a marriage. Um, either one a Kohen is not allowed to marry, and in addition, he's not allowed to marry a Bulgaris, a, a, a woman who's over the age of 12 and a half, which is very, you know, Odd, I guess we uh, typically uh, be married before he becomes Kohen Gadol. You know, usually it'd be more on in your age. But if a Kohen Gadol's wife passes, then he has actually an obligation to have a wife in order to bring Karbanas on Yom Kippur. So he would have to marry someone much younger than him, typically. Okay, but that's that. Rabbi Lazar and Shimon are machshir by They disagree with that position. They say you can marry as long as she's a virgin, even if she's a Bukharis, it's fine. And uh, however, she lost her virginity by virtue of the fact that there was, let's say, an accident or some, a piece of wood went in, penetrated that area that also was forbidden to um, according to the end of the mission. We'll get to that later. So first thing... Wait, wait, what about yeah. the part of the <coughs> what do you I mean, mean? The, the girl not ready. That's um, you have to realize that, you know, we're, you're 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 saying if she's on that's so so young. Yeah. Listen, I mean, you could look at Hasidim that get married at very young ages, and the marriages and uh, both both the husband and wife are very young. Here it's different because it's a much big disparity between men and women, but. Uh, uh, but but they get married very young and they grow up together. That's how it works. And you're right; they're still too young in a sense. But they're, the family, the parents are helping out. They're eating. They spend every Shabbos in the beginning by their in-laws, and then slowly but surely they they grow up, and it works. I mean, I, I could all I can tell you is is that these things happen and it does work. I will tell you another thing is that in the Arabic lands. There was. This is exactly what they did. They married their girls off at extremely young ages to older men, for a specific, very specific reason. Because if they weren't married at a very young age, they would be stolen and kidnapped and taken as a wife for some Arab guy. So it was dangerous. So how did they manage? You're right. It was the, that's the nature of how the marriage went. Okay. It was a, it was a paternal relationship, the kind of you know whatever. 
So I understand from your Western perspective of yes. marriage, yes. it's very different, but that doesn't mean that that's the, the way marriage was in those days. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, anyway. Yep. That's a fortunate reality in some places. Okay. Rabbi, does a regular coin hedgehog require to be married to, to serve as a No. You can be a Kohen and still serve. Yeah, typically they were single uh, when they were serving. It's the Pirchekuna. They were young, they were not married typically at that age. Now, um, at this, um, you know, there, you know, it's definitely a mitzvah to get married for everybody. But Kohen Gogol has the requirement for him that he has to be Kippur Badovat Beso. No, there isn't the requirement. Okay. Right. So, different status or different uh, hierarchy in terms of, you know, can you still get choice assignments and that kind of thing? We don't find, I, I mean, I'm not familiar with any exclusion when it comes to a Kohen. Who's not married. Who's not married, right? Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Even there was a few single presidents from the United States, actually. Okay. Did you know that? No. Yes. He wasn't married. I don't know. One of like Harrison. I don't know. One of these guys. <laughs> okay, whatever. Somebody who knows uh, United States history will know that some. Know was... That's true. I remember. But I forget who. Yeah. You remember that? I, yeah, I, I know. know I, remember. I don't know which. I don't know which one, but like. Uh, Zachary Taylor. I don't know. One of the one of the random presidents were not married. Was never married. Was a bucker. It didn't make a difference. And there was some questions. Okay. Okay. So let's keep going. Um, there were Rashi Yeshiva who were single who never got married. Actually, okay. How's that possible? How's that possible? It is possible. It's a reality. The, in in Mir in uh, Mir in Europe, they're very old, and it was and it was very hard to get a shidduch. And uh, one of the Rashi Yeshiva in Beis Talmud just never got married. He was, you know, whatever. No one wanted to marry him. Okay, do he tried? It's like he didn't try. You know what I'm saying? It's very difficult. You're right. You're right. What can I tell you? Just saying, it happens. Okay, next. Fighter, Maisa Kachaya. Okay, so the Gemara says Tanrabanan off tar- off target. Let's uh, stay focused. Tanrabanan. So the Gemara says that uh, it says in the pasuk Albanan liyikach. That doesn't matter whether it's irisin or nisuin. So the Gemara says, why do you have to tell me? That's obvious. So the Gemara says, no. You might think that we should learn from the Almana example of the Torah, which was Tamar, who was a consummate um, a from a consummated <laughs> marriage, albeit he didn't really consummate it correctly, but it was consummated marriage. Okay, um, so the Gemara says, uh, just like that's from Nisuin, this too is Nisuin. That's why I have to tell you, don't learn from there. How do you know not to? Because uh, Amana is connected to Grusha, and by Grusha, there is no reason to distinguish between what type of divorce from betrothal or divorce from um, uh, Nisuin. So the same thing is true by Amana as well. Now, with regards to the question of marrying a Bukeres or not, so... Um, uh, so it really is how you learn up the pasuk. The pasuk says "vu isha which excludes a bageres. Um And uh, according to her mayor and Rabbi Lazar Shimon, it says that a bageres is okay. What is the machlokes? So her mayor says that the word. The question is really goes back to what is the defining of the uh, the definition of the word besula alone. 
does it mean even mixas besulim qualifies as a besula, or does it mean um, and, and if that's what that's what Rameer holds, and therefore when it says bisuleha, that's elevating it to a higher level, that it should mean all the bisulim are there, and then bivsuleha, which is a limiting type of term, means that it's only if she was um, had relations in the normal way, then she's lost her virginity, but not if it was um, shalokidarka, not in the normal way that she had relations. Now. Um, uh, what is the uh, that's and then Reb Lazar Reb Shimon says that absula uh, 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 means absula shlema. So when it says bisulaha, it has the opposite effect that it means that even mixas bisulim. That means that a bokeris is acceptable. And when it says bivsulaha, then it also is saying the reverse, which means that it, that she has to be intact from both the front and the back, which means that she had not had relations even in the abnormal way. And that's the Two ways of looking at it. So again, according to a mayor, it's a leniency in the sense that uh, if, there, if she had relations in the abnormal way, she still can be halachically a virgin. And according to, but um, she can't be a bulgaris. And according to Rabbi Lazar of Shimon, it's the reverse. She, she could, above, above 12 and a half is fine, but if she had had relations even in the abnormal way, she'd be disqualified. Now, for a Kohen Gadol, mind you. Now, Rabbi Yehuda said the name of Rav, Lacha, uh, if it's nivola shaloke darka, not uh, she had relations the abnormal way that renders her unfit to a kohen. So he's taking sides on this question. Okay, now uh, Rava says pasuk says kasha on Rav says isha, which is a reisha which excludes a, a widow to a kohen gadol and a grush includes a kohen now, what's the case? If he had relations bigadarka, so then forget about the fact that she's a widow. She's also a bula. Obviously, uh, he had relations shalokadarka, and the only problem is an almana. The fact that she's um, and but uh, but she's not. We're not worried about the fact that she's a bula because she's because she's not a bula, which teaches you that a biyashalokadarka. If they had relations in the abnormal way, it does not render her a bu'ula at that point. So that's a good right against what Rav just says. Um, so the Gemara answers is that that's, that's because that's going like Rameir. Okay, and Rav is going like Shittis Rebelazar. And that's the difference. So the Gemara says if it's going like Rebelazar, then there's another bigger problem because not only is she a bu'ula, but she's also a zona. Okay? Um, and, uh, uh, because according to Rebelazar, a panui ha'ba'ala panuya, if they're that without intent of marriage, so they just have an act of relations, two single people have an act of relations, now according to Rebelazar, that renders her a zona. So if you're going with Rebelazar, then, then she would be not only a bu'ula, forget about, or maybe she's not a bu'ula, she's a zona, that's even worse, okay? She, that, that itself is a puzzle not only to a kohen gadol, but even to a kohen edyot. So Rav Yosef says, the case is that she had uh, an act of relations to a behema. And that's the case of, of, of how she could be um, uh, a ba'ula and not a zona. This is basically saying an interesting idea that somebody, a woman who had, uh, there was an animal who committed bestiality, that, that's not a mice's nus. It's obviously a big avera, but the words nus only refers to the, the meaning is defined by two people. So um, Abai is like asking on this, what do you mean? 
if a bula, if if she's considered having had relations, and now she's a bula, so then she should be a zona as well. And if it's not a zona, then why is she a bula? Now, what are you going to say that it's like a piece of wood, uh, and the shaloka dark is a problem? But you know, so and that's why it's a beula, even though it's not as nus. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, then basically all women. Um, obviously, we don't define, um, uh, you know, uh, act on the backside that's not a maisabia uh, as something that renders her a beula, um, because then every woman would be unfit to marry a coin. There's no because. By definition, the way they used to wipe themselves, they used a rock to clean themselves in the back, and that would be already making her a ba'ula, according to this definition, which doesn't make any sense. So Rebbe says the way we can have her as being a ba'ula without any znos at all is if she did a miyun. So that basically nullifies the marriage completely. She was married underage, and then she had relations, and then she nullifies the marriage before she hits the age of 12, which basically cancels it out. But the act of Bia did happen. She'll be a Ba'ula, but she won't be a Zona. And that's the only way to really make the case. Now, Rav Shimi Barashi went on to this topic having had, had relations with an animal, that is not, uh, that, uh, that she's still kosher to marry Kohen. And in fact, um, and that's based on the price that says, Nivala Lamisha Eno Ish, even though it's death penalty of Skila, the, the definition for which how it replies to Kuna is that she's fine for a Kohen. That's not, that's not included. And there's a story with Rodimi. He said that he said over a story there was a young woman. Okay, it's like you say, a story you don't really forget so easily. She was, uh, um, and she was cleaning the house, and then a dog jumped her and uh, penetrated her from the back. And um, and uh, Rebbe said that uh, it's a terrible story that happened, but she's allowed to marry a kohen. Um, and the Rishmul says not only a kohen, even a kohen gadol. So Rebbe asked, "What do you mean? There was no such thing as a kohen gadol in those days. What are you talking about?" So the Rebbe says, "Theoretically, she can marry a kohen gadol. In other words, it doesn't passel her even to a kohen gadol." And um, that's the and that's the idea. Now, obviously, Rebbe was much later than the, the uh, destruction of the base of Mikdash. So Rava Miparzaki said to Ravashi, "How do you know this idea that the rabbi said that there's no znos for an animal? That's like a chiddush. So where do you see that idea? It's based on the pasuk. The pasuk talks about various uh, karbanas that are disqualified. So if an animal was used in an exchange." for services from a prostitute, that animal is unfit for a carbon. And if an animal was exchanged for a dog, and in, in bartered for another for a dog, that will also render that animal unfit for a carbon. Very. Yes. Relations with animals. Yes. What do you mean? In what sense? Having sex with animals. What do you uh, no? But I'm saying, what do you mean, gilu arayos? You mean is it is it a death penalty? Yes, it's a death penalty. It's a death penalty. Yes, it's a terrible avera, and uh, it's it's uh, it, is it included in the Noahide laws? I don't know actually. It's <laughs> a good question, um, but but uh, it, it there's part of gilu arayos. I don't. That's what you, if you mean in that definition, I'm not sure. But if you're if you're saying in terms of is it a, is it an avera? It's a very serious sin to the extent of skila. Okay, that's what we said. You get skila for it. 
death penalty by stoning, which is the worst, you know, the most severe death penalty. Um, now, it's, it, it's in the list of the Arias that we learned in last week's Parsha. It goes through all the different prohibited unions, and it mentions um, it's called Shochev and Be'ema, Mosyumas, it talks about it, okay? In the same context. So should, yeah, it said it, all the forbidden relations. Yeah, so it's put together, it's definitely included there. Okay. Um, all right. Now, uh, uh, the idea of, okay, but anyway, the point being is, it's Esnan Zona that's prohibited, but an Esnan Kelev uh, payment for having have, to have relations with the dog, it does not qualify as uh, disqualify the animal. And the same is, and in exchange for his owner also doesn't qualify. In other words, if he's purchasing a prostitute with this animal, that also doesn't taint the animal, make it unfit for the carbon, because it says, Gam Shnehem, only two are prohibited, not four things prohibited. Point being, though, is, is that we don't define the act of, of relations with an animal as a, what, in, to use the words nos, it doesn't apply to it. And that's the idea. Um, now, brings us to the last thing before, we, before today's daf. We said if somebody, if a, even though a Kohen himself was the one who raped this woman or seduced the woman, he is not allowed to marry her. But if he does, the marriage takes. But if it's a friend who married... Uh, or did or seduced her, and then and what about him marrying her? If he marries her, according to Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, the child will be a chalal, because that's the it affects the child. I'm say the vlad is still kosher, and I'm going to get into that uh, topic soon. But that's where we left off yesterday, and we'll take a.